2: matt jolly right here on georgia radio
0: we're talking today to uh, leroy van dyke and mr van dyke i hope you're not pulled over on the side of the road at a truck stop on a payphone
2: <laughs> well that's the way we used to do it <laughs> today i'm on a real live telephone line
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well talk to me about that because back in the day uh, you'd be out on the road you'd have a new song out or a new album out. And you would, people don't think about this. You'd have to calculate your time on the bus or in the station wagon or whatever you were in. So you could pull well, over and make a call.
2: Yeah, we did. I had a bus for 22 years. And if I had an appointment on the phone with somebody, I had to watch the clock and watch the exits <laughs> and, and pull over someplace and then I'd get a busy signal or maybe bad reception. i run out of quarters or whatever and get in the bus and go again. And, and it, it really was kind of a hard
0: way to make it work. But it was the only way to make it work back then. Promotions were a lot different back then. It was, you know, go knock on really? the door and, and hope someone was there. Wasn't it?
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, one of my favorite stories from a station that I used to work at was, this was out in West Texas and, the the rumor was, you know, poor old Mrs. Macbeth, who owned KJBC back then. Mrs. Macbeth was blind, and everybody was out to lunch. And, you know, these two folks walk in the door. She hears the front door open, and they said, Hello, uh, I'm Conway Twitty, and the lady said, And I'm Loretta Lynn, and we'd like to hand you all our new album. And she said, Yeah, and I'm Dolly Parton. She said, You'll have to come back. <laughs> and, of course, it yeah. was <laughs> Loretta and Conway Twitty uh, that just walked in. Oh. But, you know. It was a different day it, it in time. Was,
2: it was really interesting, and it was a different day and a different time. Yes. And, and and when we were traveling, if we had time, we saw a radio station someplace through the tower and along a two-lane highway. Back back then, I was in this business before they had interstates, and, and we'd go by a small radio station. They'd just pull in there and go in and see them and hand them a new record, and, and everybody was happy, and we'd go on down the road. <laughs>
0: Well, there's something to be said for that. And I got to tell you, with Georgia Radio, uh, that is exactly the marketing strategy. Uh, Meet Mm -hmm. people at the grocery store, whatever we could do. You know, in your over now 50 year career, uh, 500 plus songs that you've recorded, Walk On By, of course, uh, named by Billboard, I guess, back in the 90s as the biggest country single of all time. And the fact of the matter is, you have a new album out called True Treasures. And uh, a lot of these songs are on it, and I, I just think it's great. I previewed the album the other day, and there are just so many on here. And I, I wanted to just ask you a few about some of these because one of the the songs that really caught my well, two of them. You have two big western swing songs on here, and I wanted to get the backstory on this: Oklahoma Hills and uh, San Antonio Rose. You, if I if I hear it right, there it sounds like there's a B three in there when you recorded these songs, but.
2: There's, there's no telling what was
0: in there. <laughs> but everything uh, was in there is what it but, sounds but like.
2: Uh, and and when, I, when I heard the finished product and they sent me a copy of it, I was blown away. I have no idea where they found those masters. Uh, anybody that's been in this business, as long as I have, have things lying around in dusty safes somewhere uh, that they have recorded uh, live and it was heard once on the on the radio or something and then they but they recorded it and never did anything with it or nor did they have a contract to do that and uh... and then sometimes we would we would cut three or four songs in a session and and two or three of them would uh, go on on the release and the other one would go on a vault someplace so and and uh, these these songs on this record that you're talking about uh... are different from we, the kind that we would do in a recording studio. These were done as though I were doing a live show. The arrangements are different. The tempos are up. It's a hard-driving deal, and people will either love it or hate it, and I hope they love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're talking about uh, Country Rewind uh, records. Uh, True Treasures from Leroy Van Dyke, and it's available now wherever you buy your music or stream it or download it. Uh, and I'll tell you from personal experience of dealing with with folks, you just need to buy it. If you can buy it, that helps more than anything. Uh, but there's a lot of great stuff on here. And, and I guess the reason that it, it Oklahoma Hills and uh, San Antonio Rose stuck out is that, you know, we all know the, I get what is it, Hank Cochran, I guess, who sang Oklahoma Hills. and uh, made such a hit out of it. And then San Antonio Rose back from Bob Wills, you know, the big, the big days of big bands, uh, at Western swing. And here you take this thing. And, and I didn't think it could get any bigger. And then I heard this, you know, these two tracks and I said, my goodness. Uh, well, that, I, that's hope you liked them. I did like them. I mean, you're right. It is a departure, but it's uh it's just such a neat rendition of those songs. And I, it, it, really wonderful.
2: Well, it'll get your attention.
0: <laughs> it does. Because
2: it, in fact, it got my attention. I forgot. I, di- I didn't even know those copies existed, but uh, it was a, a depiction of the kind of things that I put together to get a show into the Strip in Las Vegas. Uh, okay. Uh, country country songwriters and entertainers would come up with a song that might get uh, to number, w- number one and may- maybe sell 75 or 100,000 records. And... Uh, and they'd go on playing the same honky-tonks that they always had, but then some pop artist would record the song and come out with it, and they would get the airplay on the pop stations, and not only that, theirs was the name you would see in lights on Broadway in New York and in Chicago and in Las Vegas on the Strip, and I thought that the entertainer that pre- created the songs to begin with should have a good enough show and a good enough delivery to get their name in lights instead of some pop artist that didn't have anything to do with the origin of the song. So that's what we did, and and those arrangements came about uh, because uh, it was it was deliberate to come up with a show that would be accepted by the people in Las Vegas, and we were the first to take a self-contained choreographed uh, show country show into las vegas strip they, they were working downtown but not on the strip and we went into the sahara hotel to sell out crowds and we were the first to take uh, our brand of country music to Al Hertz club on bourbon street in, in las vegas and we oh, were the first wow. to take country music to the taft hotel in downtown new york so it it worked in some people said you couldn't do country music that way, but I can tell you that it works.
0: <laughs> it sure does. And I'm sure it, uh, I'm sure it helped <laughs> on the, the bottom line too. I mean, that's terrific when you can do that, right. And just yeah. diversify yeah. and, and it, explode that format even further. I think it's great. Uh, this well, particular yeah, we, album too was, uh, and I want to just make sure we got this in produced of course by Paul Martin, uh, who, who no doubt went and dug through some of those dusty safes.
2: And, uh, well they uh, yeah, Martin took that, and he went through it and touched it up and modernized the sound and filled out. Uh, I think he overdubbed a couple of instruments that weren't quite strong enough. and uh, it really it's my stuff, and I didn't even remember all of it, but but it's my stuff, and it surprised me.
0: <laughs> I think it's fantastic. You're still on the road with the uh, the country gold tour, which I just think is a. Uh, a phenomenal idea where you take a, a huge bill of, of, of country giants and, uh, and put them all together at a fair or a, a huge auditorium where you can really pack it in, and, and you're still right up there front and center uh, doing this. I
2: haven't got any smarter. I'm 93 years old and I'm still running up and down the roads like a rabbit.
0: <laughs> but would yeah, you have it any other way?
2: No. Uh-uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Georgia Radio. Good company and great country.
2: Mad Jolly, right here on Georgia Radio.
0: We're talking to country legend Leroy Van Dyke about his new album, True Treasures. You can find it via the quick link at the bottom of this show's story or at countryrewindrecords.com, also at LeroyVandyke.com. Let's get back to the interview. Here's Leroy.
2: A lot of people wonder how the term and the procedure on Country Gold Tour came about. We were playing a, a little fair someplace up in the north, of, northern Midwest, and we'd played this little fair three years in a row, and and the people at the fair said, we, we'd like to have you back again, but some of the board of directors want something a little different. What do you have that's a little different? And Gladys, my wife, who runs our business, she grew this on the spot. <laughs> she, she said, well, we could put a country gold tour show in there. She invented it on the spot. And and some the guy said, well, what is a country gold tour? And she said, that's established, well-known country music performers that have had a lot of success. And you, you go on stage with a not just one, but anywhere from two to 15 acts on the show, and one band backs them all, and that's what we do. And we I, we go on with my band. I carry a five- or six-piece band, and and I go on and open the show. And it's our, it's our show, but I open the show, and I do my segment. Nobody gets top billing. We're all billed the same, and we each do the same number of minutes. And so we've had, uh, we've had these shows, country gold tour shows, in twenty four states and four foreign countries, and we're still working and we We have a show coming up this week in Northwestern Iowa seven acts on the show and 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 we're just having a great time with it.
0: I think it's fantastic. we've got to get one of those going down here in Georgia. We really do that would be a an outstanding thing to be involved in.
2: Well, we're, ready with, we're ready when you are.
0: I, well, I'm ready. I just, we just need to figure this out. I, and I wanted to get into this because, you know, here in Georgia, we love our military. In fact, uh, uh, there's so many bases across the great state here of Georgia. Uh, you yep. served in Korea at an Army yeah. counterintelligence.
2: Yeah, I was a special agent in Army counterintelligence, and I camped out in Korea in a tent for a year. And I'm none the worse for it. it. It was it was a good experience.
0: I'm guessing that had to help a little bit when you were in those meetings with those big record execs, uh, trying to trying to make sure everything was on the up and up. Uh, uh, being in that in that industry in counterintelligence and learning well, learning how to read people that had to help <laughs> along the way, well, I'm it, sure.
2: It didn't do any harm. <laughs> uh, uh, I, it was it was funny. I. Jim Ed Brown was, of course, he passed away, but we were friends and worked a lot of shows together. He came from down in Arkansas, and I came from Missouri. And I had a pretty good sized house uh, just south of of Nashville, and we just in the, the home farm where I grew up here in Missouri came up for sale because my parents had passed away, and the exa- executors were. Uh, selling off some of the property, and we called them and said, don't sell any more of it. So we bought a 1,000 acres of it. And uh, Jim Ed Brown saw me later. He thought I was going to build a house just like I had south of Nashville. And he said, do you have your house built yet? And I said, no, we don't. He said, well, where are you living? And I said, well, Gladys got on the telephone and bought the the biggest mobile home you can pull legally in the state of Missouri and we're living in a mobile home till we get a house built. He said, "You're living in a mobile home?" I said, "Yeah." He said, how, "How do you do that?" I said, "Jim Ed, I grew up on a farm with no running water. We had two outhouses. We were rich." And 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 we and we grew most of our own food. And I said, "It's no big deal at all." <laughs> I can live anywhere. I lived in a tent in Korea for a year.
0: Well, you know, you you bring that up and it's uh it's such a great area of the state if I if I remember correctly. Uh your hometown there, uh, just a little south of I70 right in between uh Kansas City there and uh St. Louis and that's such a great area of the country. I mean, just yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it is. Do you it, still uh, uh do you still have cattle out there or uh
2: No, uh we we haven't had. I had cattle in in the Nashville area. I had a farm down there. Uh, up here, we raised mules for about 25 years, but quite frankly, we've gotten so busy with the country gold shows and some other activities that we don't have time to do that anymore. So I think we have four head of horses left, but we don't raise mules anymore. We sold the last truckload to someplace in in Central America, in, in Mexico. I don't know where they are. They're probably climbing mountains down there. <laughs>
0: Well, on our farm, we grow fun. I turned our barn into a radio studio because I didn't need a corn crib anymore. And it's, uh, it's worked out a whole lot better. You were with Bill Mack for how many, what, 10 years or so, I guess, uh, down there at yeah, WBAP.
2: Uh, yeah. We, we got a call from uh, the booking agency, uh, Hubert Long Agency, and he said the Southern Baptist Radio TV Commission, is looking for somebody to co-host with bill mack on a on a country show called country crossroads and they wanted to know but they wanted somebody with a clean pedigree george jones probably wouldn't qualify <laughs> and somebody with a clean pedigree that was uh, known for recordings and uh, a known name in the business and and i said well i don't do any preaching <laughs> you know this is a Southern Baptist Radio. No, no, no. said, all you have to do is just do the uh, part of the talking. You don't have to do any witnessing or preaching or anything like that. And I said, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. And so we did it. And I, I was a co-host with Bill Mack for 10 years on that show.
0: Well, it certainly, uh, it certainly did its part in, in keeping your name out there. And uh, yeah. I, I think it, I, I remember the show uh, growing up a native down there in Texas Uh, Remember listening to it, and uh, just a a phenomenal uh, gift that you gave back to country music there with all those artist interviews over the years and just everything else that was on that show. True Treasures, uh, this new album that's out right now, you can get it at uh, countryrewindrecords.com. We'll make that easy to find on this interview, uh, and also on the Facebook page. Your website, though, leroyvandyke.com, has got all the country gold tour information on it. Uh, your store where they can, I'm sure they can buy this CD as well. Uh, what do you want folks to know about Leroy Van Dyken, 2022?
2: We're, we're still out there doing shows. And, and we still have product that, uh, for people that think that the records are not available anymore. Uh, n- not everything I've done in the last 65 years is available, but uh, people like the Rewind Records, Uh, have come up with these things that make some of our stuff available and they can check with our uh, people that have some interest can check with our website and everything, leroyvandike.com. But I I just want everybody to know that I'm alive and well, and I appreciate the loyalty of all these people for the last 65 years.
0: I think it's wonderful. And we we know you're alive and well. We're playing your stuff every day. And, you know, people requested the, the auctioneer. Uh, last week as we uh, as we wrap this up that came out in 1956 and uh, stayed on the charts for quite a while but then you hit a home run i'm telling you what the home run of home runs with walk on by back in 61
2: yeah that that came as a surprise to me i was playing a, a casino up in south dakota someplace and i was there for two nights and i was sleeping late because we didn't finish the show till two o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock in the morning the phone rang and it was my wife and she said, I hate to wake you up but she said, I don't think you'll be mad at me. I said, What's going on? And she said, Who would you think has the biggest country single record of all time? And I started thinking Hank Snow or Eddie Arnold or some of some of those guys that that, that were I was I was their biggest fans years and years ago and I thought maybe it's some of those She said, no, it's LVD with Walk On By. (laughs) I couldn't talk for a little bit. I I didn't know they were doing that kind of research, but based on the number of plays, the number of sales, and the number of weeks in the charts, they determined that Walk On By was the biggest country single of all time, uh, a classic country. And uh, really it surprised me, but you're right, that was a home run.
0: Well I'll certainly uh, I'll certainly say one of the biggest in history and I just think it's fantastic. Leroy Van Dyke, thanks for hanging out with us. Sure was fun.
2: Matt, I'm glad to glad to talk to you. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country.
1: You know, enjoying the country music.